You're listening to episode 10 of the STEM Space, and this episode is all about tips for your STEM program. You're going to want to grab a pen and paper for this one because you're sure to walk away with something that you can implement into your program tomorrow. Let's dive in. Welcome to the STEM Space, hosted by Vivify co-founders Claire and Natasha. Two aerospace engineers turned educators, sharing our passion for all things STEM. Check us out at vivifystem.com. Welcome back. I'm Claire, and this is going to be a little bit different kind of episode than we've recorded before because Natasha is away on maternity leave after having another beautiful baby girl, so send her some love if you connect with us on social media. I am going to first start off with reading one of our reviews from our podcast. This one comes from Steam with Miss M, and she says, Love them. Such great advice and ideas to help you in your classroom. Thank you so much, Miss M, for those kind words. We love educators so much and we want to continue to give quality content and so those reviews really help us to be able to continue to produce podcasts and other resources for you guys so please leave us a review we really appreciate it and we do read them and we'd love to mention it in the next show so we're doing something a little fun on this episode today because I turned on the mics while I was talking with my friend Aspen, who you heard from in the previous episode, episode nine, about Sphero Robotics. She was talking to me about some things that we're working on, and I just decided to keep the mics rolling and recording and find out some other tips that she does in her STEM programming. So if you have not listened to episode nine, Aspen Meineke is the Communities and Schools Site Coordinator for STEM Programming in San Antonio, Texas. She has a wealth of knowledge about STEM programming along with Sphero Robotics, and she is going to be sharing a few tips that she has used from her program. Now, we did not plan on recording this and having it turn into a podcast, but as you'll soon hear, we figured out that a lot of teachers may be experiencing some of the same problems and issues and questions that I had, and so I thought I'd share this with you guys. So let's listen in. Hey, we could do a whole nother podcast on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, uh... Brainstorming with Aspen. <laughs> How to not go crazy in the STEM room. Yeah, well, because there's, like, there nobody really, like, tells you about these, th- these things. You know, when you look at, like, how to do, like, STEM in the classroom, it's, like, make sure it's, like, science and career related. And that's all they say. Like, nobody talks about, like, classroom management stuff. And until you're, like, in the situation of, like, about to have a breakdown, you're, like, sit down, everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you learn through those, like, situations. So That's so true. What was the biggest shock to you and figuring out classroom management with STEM? I think just like being prepared and like prepping things ahead of time and just knowing that it will never go exactly as you think it will go. Like be prepared for, you know, things to pop up or unexpected things to happen. Because with STEM between, you know, building and testing, you're trying to get the kids to be creative. It's, you know, you never really know what's going to happen and be prepared for really anything. (laughs) When do you, do you teach every day? No, thankfully I only teach two days a week. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I have kindergarten through seventh grade. I have all the classes back to back, like five minutes in between. So I'm trying to figure out because they can't, they're not supposed to share supplies. And so I'm like, how am I going to sterilize things and switch out stuff? I have no budget. So I'm like, I'm going to have to come up with what 84 sets of markers and (laughs) 
can you have like a list where parents have to bring it like you know have like a classroom yeah list? teachers do that but I I don't get to so I was asking all the teachers hey I need stuff so either you're gonna have to send your kids with their pencil boxes or donate me some supplies because <laughs> I know markers are like 50 cents right now but when you have to buy 85 of them it yeah no that, that stuff can get expensive so quick like when we were when I was doing like our summer kids, we were like ordering stuff for like 300. And I mean, that's like a lot of people, but it's just like so much. Like when I, the amount of masking tape we had to buy, it was like hundreds of dollars worth of like stupid paper plates and masking. And it's like not that much, but then like when you're buying bulk classes, especially like individual stuff that it can get, ugh, it can get it's up there It's crazy. Quick. Yeah. So no telling how much I've spent on my classroom so far. Oh, I haven't sorry. even bought any of the fun stuff. But well, you know, it'll be fine. It'll all be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. During this last summer, I had a, when I did summer camps, I did K through, uh, yeah, K through fifth back to back every oh, day yeah. for like, like a four weeks at a time per school. So I know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah. So how did you, did you have the kids doing the same things every day and just mm -hmm. made it a little harder for the bigger kids? Yeah, so for the bigger kids, I would usually like show more videos or we would have like, you know, more discussion based. And then I would also have like an extra like supplemental activities for kids that finished early. So we would have like, you know, like spectrums or like building blocks. And then like the kindergartens, like they never finished early because it was more of like us sitting down and helping them. And I had like, uh, like two or three staff helping me. And so they'd go around like with a group and sit with like five, you know, or six kids and like work with them. And that was helpful. Um, but yeah, I okay. used like the same PowerPoint pretty much. And we did the same activities, like the whole like UV shelter, like everybody did that. Everybody did roller coaster. It was just like expectations were different. And then also like with the kindergartners, I would give them kind of more like hints and kind of give it to them versus middle school. We would be more vague on like design constraints and all that. So Okay. That's the easiest. And then we would like prep everything ahead of time because we didn't have time to like, you know, prep because there's, yeah, like five or 10 minutes during the period, like passing period. And so we would prep everything like, you know, the, at the end of the day for the next day. And that was like really helpful. Like I just kitted everything in paper sacks. And so I would just like hand them out because if you're passing out construction paper and all that, it'll... Yeah. It's like, they make it so stressful because they want this and they want that color and that color. And it's like, nobody <laughs> yeah. cares if you get pink. Like, I don't care. Deal with it. It's fine. Kindergartners care. It matters. And I learned that you can't give kindergartners newspaper because they won't destroy it. They want to look at all the pictures, especially the like grocery ads. So it's like, okay, yeah, we're not using newspaper anymore because they're like, but I want to keep this. I'm like, it's just like lettuce prices. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> so, yeah. They're yeah. funny. That, I would have never thought of that. <laughs> it's hilarious. I know. So no telling what I'm going to have to deal with. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know. I keep going in between. Do I want the kids to all do the same thing or should I have what I'm leaning towards is a different curriculum for every grade level so that the next year, I know, right, but then the kids have something to look forward to the next year, and I don't have to, like, recreate all this stuff constantly. It's like, this year is going to be yeah. really hard, but then the next year, I'm just, like, tweaking stuff, because it'll all be new to every kid, because it'll be a different grade, so I don't know. That sounds uh, so, that stresses me out hearing that. <laughs> 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 
But surely I have enough to be able to do that. Things that we've already created with Vivify. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Cause you also need like another thing to think about is just like material wise. Like if you do in one day, like, you know, three different activities, let's say that all contain like different supplies and you're having to like buy a whole bunch of like different little supplies at once versus like bulk buying or something and like bulk kidding. Yeah, that's true. That's something I would just, if you're going to do that, I would make sure like kind of align like similar materials. Like if they're doing like roller coaster for the older kids do like a house building that uses like the construction paper and tape and markers. So then you're not having to like get supplies in and out. That's a great point. Yeah. I'll definitely do that. That would be very helpful. (laughs) I feel this stress too with my time constraint because each of my classes are 45 minutes, which realistically that means 35 minutes because it's going to be five minutes getting the kids in the classroom, seated, whatever, getting ready. And then you have to be packed up and cleaning up five minutes ahead of time. So how do I run a STEM program where we have 35 minutes to do all the activities and it's not going to go as planned. So how do you prepare for that? Yeah. Well, okay. One more tip and then we can move on. Cause I know you probably have like other stuff you want to talk to me about, but so last school year, I did the, I don't know, uh, like Natasha, what she's told you, but I did, I worked with elementary school kids in the after school, like ACE program. And so what would happen was I would like come in like once or twice a week to a school and it would, and it was like from four to five. So after like their homework period. And so I was like, oh, I like had planned out the whole thing. I'm going to do a PowerPoint. I'm going to do videos. And then we'll, we'll do the activity after like the first 15 minutes. I'm going to ask them questions. And so I get there and I get all the kids in the room and then I'm a, like halfway through explaining the topic, right, the project, and then a kid gets picked up and they leave. And then another what? kid another, another kid gets picked up. And I thought they were like signing up for my program. No, 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 no. It was like, since they're here and they have nothing to do, like they'll come to your class. And so I had to very quickly learn in like less than five minutes, explain the whole activity and like get the kids to start building because they would leave. And I wanted that, I would like give them the kids to take home, but at least I like explain to them what to do so they could go do it at home. Cause then they'd go all sad, you know, when I'm trying like explain the, in the middle of like explaining the activity and then they have to leave. Wow. So, yeah. I did not realize that. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so like yeah, you kind of have to incentivize them. You have to hook them in the first five minutes and get them everything they need to know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically like you, I got them used to the structure of like, as soon as I come in, like we're, you know, going, no one's going to the bathroom. Like no one's getting up and talking. Like for the first five minutes, as soon as I come in, we're intense You know, I'm telling you what to do. You need to listen and then you can have fun and play. And I bring like the straw builders and stuff as you know, the more you listen and the faster we can get through the activity and then you can have more creative or like drawing time afterwards. But yeah. And I also, another thing that I'd kind of come up with was so you know how in the like curriculum we'll have, or like for STEM nights, we'll have like a basically a sheet of like, here's how you do the activity of like one, two, three, here's like the steps on how to do the activity. Well, I printed it out and put it in like a plastic sleeve, like a hard plastic case and oh, I put yeah. them on each table. And so the kids would just like read the instruction. Like I'd be like, here today, we're doing astronaut boot. Here's kind of what you need to do. And I'd give a rough overview. And then if they need to hear it again, then they could look at that plastic thing on the table. Um, great idea repeating things all the time that's another thing especially with little ones they ask you things every five seconds so just being <laughs> that's like, true them something, oh here you can read it and so you can be really quick with the instruction part that so. is a great idea yeah I think structure is 
is so important, whether you're doing an after-school program or in the classroom. This is what my expectations are. This is what you need to do. This is how it's going to go every time so that, yeah, they're not totally lost and chaos ensues. That's yeah. a great idea to do the directions in a, on the tables. I'm going to I'm gonna steal that. Because I think That's that would help brilliant. you just trying to get through. And then another thing, you can always show videos at the end if kids finish early. I'm used to the structure of we do the whole presentation and then build. But if you do like yeah. just a little instruction building and then you could play like videos at the end after cleanup or something. That's um, a great idea. So yeah, because I know that I'm used to space club where I have two hours to run a program versus when you're in that tight setting of, you know, 45 minutes, it's a, a whole other <laughs> ordeal. Yes, I know. Last year when I taught K through second, I had two hours. And so it was really nice because everything kind yeah. of broke up. You know, you watch a video, you do the discussion, you do an activity, you watch another video. Now it's going to be like, all right, move, move, move. We got to build. <laughs> Clean up. Got to go. And breaking it up. So we'll pick this up next week. You know, where do you stop? Where do you where do you store the stuff too? You had to move through schools. You didn't even have a classroom. So did they store stuff or what did you do? No, they, they, they took everything home. They would try and like give me things because they're like, oh, I want you to keep this. And so oh. <laughs> sometimes I would like take it with if they were like really wanting me to take it. But yeah, no, they had to like take it with them. And I was like, well, just finish it at home then. And sometimes I would give them a piece of tape as they're like walking out the door. What would they do if there was a group though that built one thing and several of them wanted to take it home? Who gets it? That that's something I also learned, especially for elementary and the younger kids. Yeah, the first through second range. Either I would say I would love to keep it and show it as an example to my other schools and my other classes, mm. and then I would just take it. Or I would, if there was like two or three in a group and one of them would keep it, I would give the other two a supply bag and be like, well, you can go home and make your own. And so I'd say, who wants to make their own? And then give them kits and be like, you can do that on, their, on your own time. And then you can take the thing home. And then sometimes the kid that was wanting to take the device home or whatever actually didn't want it anymore because they want to like build their own now. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like how I handled that because you don't want... Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, because I was wondering if you draw straws or something that everybody leaves upset. But if you give them kit, like that's a great idea. I like yeah. that. As long as you don't have like a large, if it's a large group, don't do that. But yeah, if it's a small yeah. group and you think the kids are like really wanting to, to like keep it because they like enjoy the activity, then I, yeah, I would just, it was like extra construction paper. Like it wasn't that, you know, made, made much of a difference. Sure. For me, but. That's awesome. Well, thanks for all the tips. That's really useful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to turn all of that into another podcast because that was probably really helpful for other people too. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it's just like, again, just like, yeah, things you learn and in the moment you're like, oh my God, what do I do? I'm like, nobody <laughs> told me about this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nobody talks about that part. Like, let's talk more about what STEM means. It's like, yeah. no, like, how do you actually do it? <laughs> Hopefully that was helpful. <laughs> Very helpful. Yes. Thank you so much for meeting. All right. Good luck. All right. Thanks, Aspen. Talk to you later.